Hey, Ambitious Mama, welcome to Becoming with Lauren Ricks. I'm so excited and so honored you are here. This podcast is for you if you are an on-the-go mompreneur looking for a different way of doing life and business, a more God-centered way that feels aligned with how you want to show up in this season of life you are in right now. Because I see you, Mama, hustling around the clock, burnt out, and missing out out on all the moments that you thought you would see because you can't let go of the hustle. There is a different way. And in this podcast, we will cover conversations about God and your faith, being an entrepreneur, all things mother, and out of the box thinking. I cannot wait to take you on this journey with me. Welcome back to Becoming. My voice sounds very good morning-ish. Good morning-ish? Is that a word? Good morning-ish? <clears throat> I don't know if I've talked much this morning at all. I haven't. <laughs> um, before we jump into today's Bible verse, I want to let you know ways you can work with me from now until the end of the year. I will let you know that prices for things for working with me are going to be going up starting January 1st. So if you want to get in and work with me for what prices are they are right now, now is your chance. So the ways you can work with me are we are starting Reclaim here soon and that is a one week Voxer intensive where we are going to dive into the Bible. We're going to dive into um, reclaiming your relationship with God and reclaiming your power. So that is a way my membership, my Becoming Aligned membership is a way that is a monthly membership where you can come in and there's um, monthly workshops and interaction you can have within the group. There is my creation experience, which is all about taking an idea, a calling, a passion, knowledge, skills, whatever you have and creating it into an offer container to put out into the world to impact the world. And I help you through that process. And then there is my becoming intensive, which is literally like life coaching. We go, we can go through anything. I can help you literally step into your power, literally find the potential God has put in you to start living in the way you desire to live. Um, and those are the ways you can work with me right now. So all the links for those are down in the description, down in the show notes, along with my self-paced courses that I've created over the year that are on full discount. So you can check those out if you want to jump into something with me, but let's jump into chapter five. So this chapter, I feel like we finally got something that was like good. Like the last four chapters have kind of been like, everything is meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Why are you doing anything? Everything's meaningless, right? So this one, he, st- he still talks about um, some meaningless when it comes to wealth, but I feel like we finally, like, he gave us something good. Like, what are we supposed to do then if everything is meaningless, right? Like, he's just been saying everything's meaningless, right? So Ecclesiastes 5, 2, he says, don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters to- matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on earth. So let your your words be few. 
Um, so that's the verse. And then down below in the, my description part of it, it says, when we enter the house of God, we should have the attitude of being open and ready to listen to God, not to dictate, dedicate to him what we think he should do. I think this is so important because I think one, one, this, um, one, this can bring up like, oh, how do I pray? Right. And I think this is so, so good. It reminds us that when we come to God to pray, when we come to him with our problems, we don't have to have all the words like come to him, say what you want to say and few, few is better few words is better and then be open to listen to what he has to say back right and sometimes I think we can come and we can start making promises that we don't know if we can keep right like oh if you make this happen I will do this right and God doesn't need us to make promises per se he just wants our heart he wants us to have a relationship with him so even just coming and being like God what would you have me do and then sit and quiet and listen, right? And that can be so powerful right there. Um, the next verse that I want to read is, um, this is kind of like the same thing. When you make promises to God, don't delay in following through. So like, just don't make promises to God if you can't keep them, right? Um, the next check, the next chunk is about wealth. And this I found interesting, um, so Ecclesiastes 5, <laughs> I'm just going to laugh every time I say that, 10 says, those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. The more you have, the more people come to you to spend it. So what is, what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers? This, this section kind of got me thinking on different things right so it says we always want more this is my description down below we always want more than we have solomon observed that those who spend their lives obsessive obsessively seeking after money never find the happiness it promises um and then it says no matter how much you earn if you try to create happiness by accumulating wealth you will never have enough I find this so interesting. Not that I have ever, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever wanted money or wealth for happiness, but for maybe other things like security, for um, safety, I've attached other feelings to what it means to have more money, right? And all those feelings, happiness, joy, contentment right like I will be content when I'm making this much money I will be content when my business is doing this I will be happy when my business looks like this right and we're we're tying all these feelings to money and yes money can buy us things that maybe bring us happiness or um cause us to feel content right but also a feeling we can feel right now so if you're struggling with wanting to feel happy, you're, you're struggling with wanting to feel content or safety or security, go to God with that because he can help you feel that now in your circumstances because it doesn't matter how much money you make, those feelings are going to constantly follow you if you don't figure them out, right? If you don't get to the root problem of them because it's not money that's causing the unhappiness, right? Or the 
lack of joy or the feeling of unsafety, right? So getting to the root of those problems or those feelings and clearing them, that is what will help you going to God, praying about it, you know, like asking him what what you should do to start feeling more happiness, more joy, and start having that relationship with him instead of depending on the money because the money can go away, right? And I think that's really what he's saying here is like, why accumulate all the wealth, all the all the material things, thinking it's going to bring you happiness when in the end, when we die, we don't bring any of it with us. We go to heaven the same way we came in, right? He said that in here too, which I thought was interesting. Um, and he also talks about um, people, so this is in 512, people who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much, but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. I also think like this is interesting because I know, like I know wealthy people. And I think if you go into the intentions behind why you want to create wealth, right? If you want to create wealth for kingdom, for God's kingdom, your intention behind that is going to be a lot different. Your motive behind that is going to be a lot different than wanting to create wealth for your own selfish needs or like goals or to like be greedy or like flaunt it, right? Like your intention behind things are so important. Um, down in my description, it says to, um, this is for 519. Did I read that yet? No. Um, okay, so this is where he kind of finally gets into like, oh, this is a good thing. So this is 518. Um, oh, I, I thought this was interesting too. Okay, so I want to read this. This is back up in 513. He said, there is another serious problem I have seen under the sun. Hoarding riches harms the saver. Money is put into risky investments that turn sour and everything is lost. In the end, there is nothing left to pass on to one's children. This got me thinking. So it was like, what do you do then? Like not put it in risky investments, like save it. But in a way that's going to like nowadays, we have so many so many more ways to invest than they had back then, obviously. So it's like making sure how you're investing your money isn't risky so you can save it and have money to pass down to your children right like that legacy and it's really a perspective change and I know he said that down in the description he said um God wants us to view what we have with the right perspective so it's just a shift and like the motives behind why you want the money, right? You want to leave that legacy for your children so they can leave a legacy for their children so that they can like spread the word of like God or spread, you know, like just, I don't know, legacy. But I think like having the right perspective and the right motive and intention is so key here. And I know for me, like I think I said this in yesterday's episode, like I know for me a lot of the time because we have struggled and I'm going to be real with you guys, like we have struggled with money for most of my life, I feel like. And um, when I was little and growing up and like in schools and like living with my parents, I didn't really know that. Like I just thought it was normal. But in my adult life, it has always been something where like, 
<clears throat> we have, I've never had enough. Like I've always barely just had enough and I've always constantly wanted more. But my motive behind everything I did to make money was to make more money because I thought having more money would make me feel secure or safe. I never tied happiness to it. Um, I, at one point I did have like worthiness tied to, to money. Like, oh, if I'm making more, I'm worthy because I'm being seen or I'm being recognized. Right. Um, and a lot of that I've had to shift in like money mindset work and belief work and worthiness work. And, um, that's a lot of the work I've done over the last couple of years is that kind of work because I got to a point where it was like, what's the point? You know, like I, I, ma- I keep making more and I keep, I'm in this pattern of like, I make more then I spend it and then I need to make more and then I spend it right in this cycle of just like constantly feeling like there's never enough. And I think when we have the right perspective of that, of like, it's not about chasing the money. It's about being grateful for what we have and the perspective we can have on that. Right. So down in my, um, description part, he says in here, Actually, I'll read the the Bible verse part of it first. So this is 518. He says, even so, I have noticed one thing at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God, wealth from God, and the good health to enjoy it, to enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. Now that is a good section. (laughs) That is a really good section. So like, what does it mean? It means to enjoy your life, no matter how much you have or how little you have, to enjoy what God has given you right now. Find the daily delights in what he has given you, the warm cup of coffee you're drinking right now, the car you're driving, the health of your children, the health of yourself, the job you do have, the love in your house, the love in your marriage, um, the friends you have, like enjoy what you have right now under the sun because our life here on earth may seem long, but I think in the glimpse of eternity, it's very short. So um, just enjoying it. I don't know how I feel around like, just accept your lot in life because I feel like, I don't know, that stirs up some stuff in me and I don't know how I feel about like just accepting it because we, we also have the power to work on changing it. But then again, going back and what is your motive for changing it, right? Um, to be better, to work towards, you know, God's potential and calling for your life. Um, and then this last one of don't broad I don't know what broad means over the past. So don't focus on the past. And I don't know about you, but how often do we get stuck in the past, right? How often do we maybe regret the things we've done in the past or wish we would have done things different in the past? And here he says, don't focus on the past. And down below, this is 519 in the like description part. I wanted to read this to you and then we'll wrap it up. God wants us to view what we have, whether it is much or little, with the right perspective. Our possessions are a gift from God. Although they are not the source of joy, they are a reason to rejoice because every good thing comes from God. We should try, we should focus more on the giver than the gift, and we can be content with what we have when we realize that in God we have everything we need. And that is a perspective change. 
right? I feel like that is a perspective change I needed, is that like I don't need more to be more. I don't need more to have more. I have everything I need right now within me, within God, because he has put it there, you know? So this was such a good chapter and so much goodness in here. And um, I just pray for you today. I pray for you that you have been getting what you needed out of these little Bible studies with you. We still have like eight days left. Um, And I pray that you have been, God has been giving you the perspective shift that you need for your your life and where you are right now. And I hope you've picked up your Bible and I've hoped you bought a Bible if you didn't have one or downloaded an app and um, dove into Ecclesiastes because this is such a good, good, good chapter. So I would love to hear from you. Love to have a conversation with you. My DMs are always open. You can send me a DM. You can send me a Facebook message and share with me your thoughts, your insights, what has been coming up for you throughout the last five days and um, I would just love to hear from you. So I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow.